Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Shereen Langan. So joining me in studio now is Owen Fitzpatrick. Owen, how are you? I'm very good. Thanks very much, Shereen. Thank you so you? much for coming down. You're very welcome. So, Owen, uh, first of all, I want to touch on, because I know that I've read this book, The Charismatic Edge. <laughs> yeah. That's one of your best sellies, isn't it? It is. It is, yeah, yeah. So can you tell me, how did you come about writing that book? Because I found it fascinating. Thank you. So uh, I started off looking at charisma and looking at gurus and stuff when I was... It was when I was doing my master's thesis back, it was about 2000 to 2003 or so. And I started getting very into, I was interested before that in terms of what makes a person engaging, what makes a person stand out, what makes a person uh, make more of an impact when they communicate so that people want to be around them. So in that, I was studying gurus and what makes them. And then the study started to, to look at other people in different industries, from celebrities to politicians to you know inspirational speakers. And, and again, I was asking the same question. What makes them stand out? Is charisma something that some people have and other people don't? Or is it something we can learn to develop and grow with? And based upon all that, I reached some conclusions about it and then started to develop certain, I suppose, trainings on how to become more confident, how to become more charismatic. And so uh, straight away, people are like, oh, you, you can't teach charisma. Some people have it. And, some, and that's just what we call a fixed mindset. Another way to look at it is that when you see a comedian for the first time, they're not necessarily as funny as they will be after, let's say, for example, two or three years practicing. So the more a person practices, the, better, the, the funnier they get. And we don't look at humor and go, oh, you're either funny or you're not necessarily the same way as we do charisma. The other thing is the babies are charismatic. You'll never see a born baby. You'll never go in a two-year-old walks in the room and you go, oh, God, they're so boring. Gee, oh, my God, do I have to talk to them? You know, you, you naturally are entertained. And, and so the, the theory that I sort of came to was that it's not that we some people have it and some don't. It's that we all necessarily have it to different degrees, don't get me wrong. But we all have it to a degree when we're younger. And then fears, fears of rejection, failure, embarrassment, fears of judgment, they then limit us. And then they turn us into more sort of monotonic, robotic people where, where we're afraid to express ourselves and we're afraid to be who we are. And therefore, the people that don't really suffer from those fears tend to still be quite engaging or quite, you know, uh, powerful in the way in which they talk. And so the, the, the work that I do when I teach it or in the book, for example, is really on two things. Teaching, to be, teaching people to be comfortable with who they are and then teaching people to be able to express who they are in a more interesting, more engaging way. So helping them overcome the fears so that they can be comfortable with themselves, authenticity and stuff, and then expressivity, the ability to be able to express that to people by becoming better at knowing how stories are told, using their voice better, being aware of their body language, all that sort of stuff. Okay. 
Amazing. So, you, so if anyone can become charismatic, I believe anyone could become more charismatic than they are now. I would say we we don't look at it as a you're either this or you're that. I would say you can become more charismatic by working on yourself in that way. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, that before you can build charisma, you'd probably have to build yourself up as a person sure. first. Yeah, you have to. So, so, so you have to be comfortable with who you are before you can express that you to others, and that means you have to feel good about yourself. You have to work on your, let's say, self-esteem. And some people talk about, well, self-esteem is not a useful concept, but it depends on how you see self-esteem. So self-esteem is how we feel about ourselves, how we rate ourselves. And the problem is that self-esteem isn't consistent. So if you are, if someone comes in and says, God, you look great today, then that will boost your self-esteem in that context. But if in another situation, you're sitting down, you're on Instagram and you see someone and they look thinner than you or they've got a better tan than you or they're, you know, whatever, then automatically you might compare yourself to them, which means that now your self-esteem is lower. So our self-esteem is continuously fluctuating. And so what needs to happen is you need to build, I suppose, more strong foundations of how you feel about yourself so it doesn't change as, as consistently as it does. So you can feel good about yourself and you can recognize that you know, comparing yourself to other people or allowing other people to make you feel bad. All of those things, the the little things of bullying or the, the little slights, because most of the time when you're bullied in a way that affects your self-esteem, most of it comes from people you know, and it doesn't come in the, you know, you're a, you know, and then they insert horrible insult. Most of the time it's a little snipe comment. It's a little bit of a, you know, passive aggressive more than anything. And so we have to get to the point where those things don't affect us as much. And we can maintain this sense of consistency of how we feel about ourselves, feeling good about who we are. And that also means that we'll no longer be held back by the fears of failure, embarrassment, and rejection that might impose on us and stop us from expressing ourselves because we're thinking, I don't want people to look down at me. I don't want people to think poorly of me. I don't want to, 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 to make a fool of myself in this context. And so what needs to happen is you need to overcome those fears as much as you can and make it so that you can feel good about yourself on a long-term basis. Have you ever heard the saying then that it's not the bully that's making you feel like that, it's you that's making yourself feel like that based on what they're doing? I don't know if I worded that right. Do you, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, look, every single event that happens to us, it's not what happens to us, it's how we interpret it. There's a guy called Viktor Frankl who wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning and in it he talks about his experiences as a concentration camp survivor and he saw the most horrific things and he was asked a question, how do you... How did you manage to stay positive through all of that? And he said, a person can take away everything, every freedom, right? The Germans, when we were in the concentrate, they could have taken away every freedom. And they did, except for the last of the human freedoms. And he said, that's a person's own ability to choose their own attitude in any given set of circumstance. So it is down to how we interpret that. But that's well and good to say. The reality is horrific things happen to people all the time. And we are the subject of a lot of bad events. What I'm always trying to get across to people is that a victim mentality, you might be accurate that you are a victim of a situation. And insofar as you being a victim allows you to bring the perpetrators to to justice, that's a good thing. But once that's taken care of, or if that's not even a factor, staying in the victim mentality and feeling that you're the victim of society, you're the victim of the government, you're the victim of the world, you're the victim of other people, you're a victim of your family, all of that positions you in a place where you're going to continuously perpetuate that for yourself and you're never going to get out of that. And so what you need to learn to do is to be able to change your story from a victim to a hero. And the only difference between a victim of a, to a hero is bad stuff still happens to a hero, 
but they recognize they can do something about it. In this case, their attitude. They can change how they feel about it. They can change what they do about it. They can change how they communicate to other people about it and they can start taking responsibility for their life even for the things that they necessarily aren't responsible for and the more the research shows the more that you take responsibility for your life the more likely you are to become happier and more successful because it's the stuff that whenever we think that we're not in control or whatever we play this victim idea and we repeat the 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 bullying over and over and again in inside our head that's when there's a problem so Sometimes, you know, people might say, yeah, but, you know, you are a victim, so why should you have to? It's not about why should you. It's about what's useful. And so, first of all, like I said, if you're being victimized, if you're being bullied, then, you know, you need to address it, uh, that in the in the required way. If someone has perpetrated a, a, an assault on you, you obviously need to take that to the, you know, you need to make sure that they're held accountable for that. But from your point of view, you need to take as much responsibility as you can for what you're doing then. Because if you don't, then you continue to live in this victim. And it doesn't matter how much people try to help you because you'll always be, we're almost like addicted to our own self-pity. And so you're not going to listen to people when they try to help you. And it doesn't matter how much help people are offering for you, you're not going to take it because you're still in that victim cycle. So we need to start to become the heroes of our own story. And I know that sounds a little bit cliche, but it's, it's what we need to do. Because you can either be the victim of your story or the monster of your story or the hero. And the monster is when you believe that you're responsible for all your problems. You still need to become a hero where you redeem yourself and you make up by the way you act now for the way you acted in the past. And if you're a victim, you also need to, 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 to realize you can do something about this. It won't be easy, but you can do something about this. And you must if you want to find happiness and, and peace in the future. So, yeah, so that would obviously go hand in hand with confidence then. I, um, would it be that the more confidence you have, the less it, it may affect you or the better you're able to handle it? Well, I think when, when in, in, the, in the area of confidence, when you're confident, it indicates that you feel sure of yourself, right? So if you feel sure of yourself, then you feel that you have the capability to be able to deal with whatever comes your way. And so that's the key with confidence is that I feel comfortable and confident that I can deal with whatever comes my way. And I believe that things will work out better in the future. And that is an indication of feeling like you're a hero as opposed to a victim. When you're a victim or in your mind you're imagining yourself like you can't do anything about it, then you, you can't actually become confident. Because even if you put it on for a while, you still inherently believe that you're stuck and you're trapped by the forces outside of your control. So this is really about control. What do you control? And when you recognize you can control a lot more than you think, it means that you're no longer um, going to be beating yourself up as much because you know you are beating yourself up. I mean, in many ways, the worst things we ever hear about ourselves come from us. Mm -hmm. We say the worst crap to ourselves on a regular basis. And so what we need to learn to do is we need to get to the point where we're aware of that. It doesn't mean we, we think positive thoughts all the time. You're a great person. You're wonderful. You know, that's not realistic, you know. But at the same time, we have to be able to figure out how can we adjust the way we talk to ourselves so we don't, you know, we don't assault ourselves. We don't abuse ourselves. We don't psychologically torture ourselves like we do. And that's one of the things that we try to help people to do is to, to learn what you're doing to yourself and learn to stop doing that and learn to build new habits which allow you to feel more confident, more secure, boost your self-esteem, uh, be more comfortable with who you are, look forward to the future, solve your problems more effectively, communicate better with people, um, and build a better life. 
those are the kinds of things. And if 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 if, if you play music, right? Let's say, for example, you play the worst kind of. I'm sure you don't, but if you play the worst kind of music continuously. At home, is someone just going to keep listening to songs that they hate over and over again? No, we're going to switch it off, right? So if you switch it off, then what about what we're saying to ourselves over and over again? Because we're playing like a, you know, we're playing continuous tracks of negative thoughts in our head time and time again. And there is ways to be able to deal with these things. But the first thing is to recognize that we're doing it to ourselves. And you can have a degree of control over your thoughts. It's not like a magic switch where you just click your fingers and, oh, I'm happy. But you can do something about it. And that's the first thing that people need to realize. So what would some of these habits be then to build more confidence? Because I feel like this is something that like most people would struggle with. Sure. So with self-confidence, most of the time, like I said, we, we talk to ourselves in a way where we undercut ourselves. So we say, you'll never be able to do this. And, you know, we talk about the imposter syndrome where we believe that we'll be get found out. We don't belong here. We're not good enough to be in here. And so when you are struggling or suffering with something like that, what ha- what's happening is your brain is going, oh, I'm not sure, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And it has that sort of tone of voice where you're not sort of, blah, 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 blah. and what needs to happen is you need to be able to stop those kind of thoughts. So one way to be able to do it is to change the, the voice that you're talking to yourself in. So if you're saying, I don't know, if blah, 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 then you can change it to a ridiculous voice. So you can make it, for example, a Mickey Mouse voice where you go, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Or a Donald Duck. <laughs> and the weird thing is when you change the tone, it actually changes the way you feel about that particular sentence. Because, see, if I try to be confident, if I go, I don't think I'll be able to do this, and I go, I can do this, the negative voice, let's say, in my head is going to easily beat that positive voice because it feels more certain. And so instead, when we change the the tone of the voice, it changes the intensity of the feeling. And so that's one technique is to notice what you're saying negatively to yourself and change the tone of voice so you say the same stuff but you do it in a ridiculous way. Another thing is to ask a different question. So to start asking questions that get you thinking in a more effective way. So what would it be like if I was confident? What would it be like if I was, if I did an incredible job? What would it be like if I belonged here? What would, what would it be like if I was the greatest performer in this particular um, business or this particular industry? What would it be like if... When you ask yourself questions, your brain then will scan and answer those questions through the images it makes, through the way in which it, it, it directs your focus. So a second thing is to be able to ask questions to it. And then one other third thing is start to become aware of how you physically move when you're feeling you know, nervous or whatever. And change and adjust your body language. Change and adjust your breathing. You know, We breathe in a certain rhythm in a certain way when we're nervous. When we're confident, we breathe in a totally different way. So... If you even get yourself to that point where you're sorting moving and walking and whatever in a way that demonstrates that, then you'll start to feel that way. Now, you've got to be careful of that because, you know, people see you walking around, strutting down the street and people, especially, you know, here in Ireland, it's like, a, who do you think you are with your big, like, walk? You know, you're not better than us. So you want to be able to, you know, do it yourself so that you can feel physically you're in a, in a better place that way. Okay, and then... Once someone builds their confidence, because I was telling you about the seven-week guide that I'm doing with Judith mm-hmm. Mac, Adam and yeah. Emma, and one of the things that she was talking about was kind of like what she calls effort decisions, where you just decide to go for an opportunity, and obviously mm-hmm. confidence go hand in hand with that. Do you have a couple of quick tips on how to, I don't know, come across a little bit more charming to maybe get that job? For or sure. whatever. For, for sure. The, the most important thing to, well, obviously researching who you're talking to and making sure that you're ready 
to, to, to connect with them in that way. You know, checking out their LinkedIn profile or Google them beforehand is always a good idea, right? Try to know your audience when you go in there. Also be clear about exactly what are the most important qualities you want them to see you as having. So if you want to come across as the, if you need to come across confident, if you need to come across more likable, if you need to come across connected to them or similar, if you need to come across trustable, what is this stuff that you want to emphasize in that and how can you emphasize that in there? The other thing is obviously basic things like eye contact, uh, like good posture, making sure you're sitting there, look like you care, you know. Um, and, you know, if, if you get a chance to ask a question, try to have that que- ask a question to the interviewer. And when you're asking the question, it's a good idea to try to assume if I was to, you know, work for this, you know, blah, 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 so that you're painting a picture in their mind of you working with them in that context. Um, and again, read the situation. But I would see from a mindset point of view, go in there like it's practice. You know, the biggest mistake people make is they like it's do or die. And if there's two types of people. There's people that thrive whenever there's adrenaline and thrive in challenging, or there's people that don't. And if you're the person that thrives, then fine. But if you're not, which is most people, then when you're in that situation, you've got to see it as, I'm going to go into a number of different um, job interviews, and I'm going to go, and blah, blah, blah. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm going to learn from this interview. So I just see this as practicing myself in that context. 100%. And... Do you have any events coming up? I know that you're busy traveling the world, but do you have any events in Ireland coming up? I don't. No, okay. no. I, I, yeah, no. <laughs> you I've, forgot about us. I've, yeah, no. I'm, I've, I've a lot of stuff coming up. I'm lucky enough to be uh, traveling all, all over the shop, but um, uh, I don't have any events. I do have. I've um, my podcast, which is regularly uh, twice, twice a week at the moment. At least I release episodes and stuff. So there's an awful lot, even in the back catalog on that. It's called Changing Minds Podcast. So would love anyone if you're interested to subscribe to that and I also then regularly have my Instagram account own F23 and stuff and regularly I sort of um, share videos uh, most days and some tips here or there short tips but um, if anyone's interested I also have a YouTube channel and all that sort of stuff and you can Google but um, they would be the main things at the moment you know, if there is anything, I'll let you know. Do. So, and then um, where can people find the podcast? The podcast is on iTunes, it's on Spotify, it's on uh, Google, it's on most of the main uh, thing me bobs, the, what do you call them? Uh, uh, streaming platforms. Streaming platforms. There we go. There we go. Streaming platforms. Yeah. So, but it's, yeah, it's Changing Minds podcast. And uh, again, yeah, I, I talk about the work of different people, some great like Brennan Brown and stuff like that. And, and also cover different topics with the topics we talked about about loneliness topic about dating topic about um lots of lots of things that hopefully are, are, are of interest to people and stuff like that you hey. know? amazing thank you so much thank you pleasure sick of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.